0: the one thing all great teams have in common great coaching try to suck up to me i'm gordon bombay the new hockey coach all right let's
1: go learn me come on we're team usa gathered from all across america and we're gonna stick together
0: you know why because we are ducks and ducks fly together it's the quack attack podcast hey everybody A team isn't a bunch of kids out to win. A team is something you belong to, something you feel, something you have to earn. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello, everyone. Kevin's not here. He told us, uh, what, two days? Or yesterday, the day before we were potting, he was gone for two weeks. We didn't realize it, but uh, we'll try to replace him in spirit. Welcome to the Quack Derek Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. Uh, We were hoping, maybe, Kevin had... uh, Won the Kin Token lottery, so to speak, and was now a millionaire and just rode off into the sunset. That is not the case. Uh, Tommy, do you have his current portfolio?
1: Uh, yeah. And so for those who, uh, who may not be familiar who have forgotten, Kevin invested 300 bucks into a cryptocurrency called Kin Token. Like... Many months ago. And so each week we kind of check to see how his $300 investment is doing. And it's not doing well. He's down to $43.39, which might might be like an
0: all-time low. Yeah, I think that's an all-time low since we've started tracking it. I don't know if it's like an all-time low since he bought the Kin token. But yeah, well well below our last one. It was around the fifties, high 50s. The last couple were around the high 50s. Now he's at 43. So maybe he's just off uh drinking away his sorrows anyway he will be gone next week and then hopefully back the we'll hear all about that. his travels yes yes he's on an east coast swing if the rumors are true but you never know with that uh other than that let's go to the topic at hand here tommy what is our topic today
1: well today we've got a, a mighty ducks minute um which of course we break down a a random minute of uh the mighty ducks trilogy And Mike can tell you a little bit about how we got the idea.
0: Yeah, so I said I was not going to say this anymore, but might as well. We took it from Star Wars Minute, who was the first of the Minute podcast. Now there's many Minutes, so I feel like it's just sort of in the public now. But we do them randomly. We've had many a Minutes thus far. This is adding to the collection. This is Minute 65, I believe.
1: I believe it's minute 66. 66. So yeah, it's 66. 65.00 0, 0 to 65.59.
0: Yes. And uh, just to set it up a bit, Gordon Bombay has been summoned to Mr. Ducksworth's office where Phil Banks and Coach Riley are there. This is D1, if you haven't picked up on that yet. And they are talking about Adam Banks and. How Bombay basically pulls him away on a technicality, but it is the rules and the uh, Banks, Riley, Mr. ducksworth they're all trying to figure out a way to make it all go away. And we get uh, Bombay stepping into that situation right here. Let's take a listen. Short of it is that Adam stays on the Hawks for the rest of the season. And then next year they redraft the lines Correctly. Uh, the League did make one condition. What's that? That you withdraw your protest. That's great. Good.
1: Good. Well, that's settled then. No, sir. You don't understand. I can't withdraw my protest. What? Mr. Duxworth, you wanted me to learn about fair play and how to be part of a team. And I m- may not have learned everything yet, but... I remember something my father said to me. A team isn't a bunch of kids out to win. A team is something you belong to. Something you feel. Something you have to earn. And I'm
0: not going to let those kids down. All right. Tommy, just first impressions
1: from the minute there. Um, first impressions is... Um, You know, everyone's kind of walking, and I always try to look at, like, what's going on in the scene in terms of, like, what are people wearing, like, what's the position of everything, just because you always have to assume that everything in a scene is done very much on purpose, and so one thing that really stood out is, like, the clock is ticking very loudly. Oh. And so I wonder if that's, like, a statement about the clock is ticking away on Gordon's career, or this is kind of like he has to make a decision right now, like, time's running out, like, are you about the ducks, or about you? are you about your lawyer career, and, you know, it kind of ends, um, as, as anyone who's seen the movies knows, Like, basically Gordon makes a decision um, to basically prepare to lose his job over a bunch of kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting. And that's something I always like think about just in movies is like, I, am I giving the director or whoever put it all together like too much credit for like, oh, the clock's ticking, that's like symbolism for Bombay and this decision? Or is he just like was the clock just loud and they didn't realize it until they were editing it like right yeah so that's interesting though i did not even pick up on the clock ticking i it opens with riley and he's making some weird very like direct hand gestures i was doing it uh for tommy but obviously you can't see it here not until we live stream i don't, I don't know if we have the capability yet for we that. could do
1: it we could probably set up like a like a twitch broadcast maybe we could do oh that.
0: yeah I'll look into it. We'll yeah, let us
1: know uh, on Twitter after this if you, if you guys are interested in, in having video archives of this.
0: Yeah, that would be – yeah. I don't know how I would feel about that. <laughs> just like me just sitting on the internet talking about the money. I guess like I talk about them uh, and I guess we had the Turkey like Challenge. But I don't know. I don't know if it would be different. If we had every single
1: episode. It wouldn't be super engaging. We'd have to have like something going on in the background. Cause we'll, like all we're really doing in the studio is just like motioning to each other. when <laughs> we have an idea. Yeah. Or like we're playing on our phones or something. So.
0: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the fans say, what the collect lights say. And if you guys want that, we'll try and figure out a way to make it happen. But back to the minute here, I think the other thing that stood out to me. Is uh, Gordon Bombay, or at least uh, Emilio? His acting there when they said, "Oh, like it's up to you. You have to withdraw your protest." And he had he had some good facial expressions about like, "Well then," and then he gives the speech there. What just? What was your overall evaluation of the
1: speech? I don't know. Uh, I will, you know, I could tell. I almost feel like they they wanted to make it like very much dramatic, but I wasn't a hundred percent sold. I mean, I guess it's the whole Gordon was talking about something his dad said. So yeah can't really you know make it up and so i don't know he's so i guess he's kind of learning about the whole team aspect of it and it's just it's still a strange situation where why uproot this kid you know ruin his life essentially yeah because you're not like you think you're learning about fair play but you're actually not and so this kind of goes back to all the way back to episode one Mm -hmm. where we talk about is gordon a good guy or not and you know in a roundabout way maybe this cements you know he actually isn't a good guy because he kind of maintains this whole he's supposed to be part of the ducks it's like when you interpret the law like too specifically yeah or if it's something's kind of like a draconian law where you're not allowed to like wear socks on a sunday it's like obviously times change or some like weird laws like there's a there's like sites everywhere where you can look up each state's kind of like ridiculously outdated laws and so you know, Bombay. And maybe he even says it where he says like, oh, maybe I haven't learned everything yet. Mm-hmm. But he is, I guess, trying to change, but he can't, he still can't quite get there.
0: Yeah, it, it's a very good microcosm for everything we talked about in episode one, because it does seem like Riley and Mr. Ducksworth and, and Phil Banks really worked to figure this all out. And we had, we talked about kind of the relationship between uh, Mr. Ducksworth and, and Phil Banks, who's like one of his top clients, I believe he says uh before this minute uh or something like that maybe i just made that up but i think it's it's okay to involve him like he sponsored the team so he's obviously got a, some sort of involvement there and there's like a go between so i don't think it's necessarily a bad situation to go to mix mr ducksworth but it certainly seems like they they think they're on the the right side like they think they're doing the right thing to like keep this kid there with his friends And Bombay seems like he thinks he's on the right side because he's got to follow the rules, and these kids have been cheated. So, uh, just sort of a a good situation where even the bad guys aren't totally like evil. At least not you can can empathize,
1: and you could you can see where they're coming from, and you know it is interesting them involving Ducksworth because you can say like that's a bullshit move because you're involving the coach's boss, and you're basically making him choose between his livelihood. And basically guiding these kids who we've talked about, you know, don't really have much else going for them. Um, But then you could argue, okay, well, Ducksworth is a sponsor of the team. It's his image out there. And if it is kind of like, oh, the Ducks are using, like, dirty tactics to get their players, then it's like, well, Ducksworth uses dirty tactics, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, so I think both sides are a little bit in the wrong. But it's still kind of, you know, fucked up for them to go to Ducksworth. Be like, hey, make your... (laughs) <laughs> your lawyer this peewee coach yeah like it's just messed up and
0: well yeah like they're def- getting him fired really yeah exactly and that's the thing like it cuts off right before ducksworth makes the ultimatum like are you prepared to lose your job over some game some kids and like that's a dick move like we've all established that and bombay i felt like had a good response there
1: yeah it was like are you prepared to fire me over yeah kids
0: yeah, so you go back though to the speech and yeah, I didn't think Bombay needed to pull the father into it like I feel like he was searching for sympathy from all these dads here or people who worked with kids at the very least. But the team aspect like like you it's something you feel you're part of something. Like it sort of goes against his argument though cuz I feel like Banks didn't feel like he was part of the Ducks. He did. He felt like he was part of the Hawks. He was. It was something he felt like. It wasn't because he lived on the right side of the tracks or the right side of the lake. It was because he felt, and that was his team.
1: And it's just like when what Jesse tells him first game, putting on a Ducks jersey doesn't mean you're a duck. And then what uh, Bombay says afterwards to, to Ducksworth as he's walking out, he's like, "You may have bought like pay for that jersey, but you didn't earn it." And so that kind of goes to, like, the whole team thing. But, again, like, kind of plays into, you know, Mr. Banks' argument that, hey, Adam, even though he was born, like, across this county line or whatever, or this district line, this arbitrary line, Mm -hmm. he is a hawk at heart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Bombay kind of goes against his own argument there, but we'll move on. Uh, My biggest question with Bombay is how cold is it? outside because bombay is rocking like the t-shirt with a sweatshirt and then the coach bombay like leather jacket over it uh are we assuming i guess it's hockey season probably middle of the winter but like bit of overkill
1: um you know i thought about that too because um you know coach riley is also is wearing a coat okay so banks and ducks were they they're wearing suits and so you could tell they probably like were in the office earlier, like maybe had a couple drinks, you know, <laughs> before this meeting, um, you know, sipping you know scotch or something. Mm. Um, Riley, I guess, comes in like right before the meeting, mm-hmm. and so ban- it's clear that like Banks and Ducksworth are friends. Riley is just there for the meeting, so that's why he still has his coat on. And then I also noticed that too, like Bombay is very much he's dressed casually. He's got like undershirt, hoodie, and jacket. It's almost like he has to wear the Coach Bombay jacket everywhere he goes now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess he feels like he's part of something now. That makes sense. But, yeah, so that is a good point. Like, Bombay or Banks, Phil Banks, and Mr. Ducksworth. yeah, maybe they are drinking a little bit. Does that sort of escalate the situation, especially with Ducksworth?
1: If they've had a couple and – I guess you have noticed, like Bombay says, like, great. And they all, you know, turn around and laugh immediately, like, oh, this is great. Like, they're about to go yeah. like, celebrate with like another round. And then, you know, Bombay drops that bombshell, and then I'm not going to drop the protest. And then, you know, Ducksworth is like, oh, are you prepared to lose your job? You know, very rash thing to do. And, yeah. and that's kind of not what Ducksworth is about, you know, because Bombay true, admires yeah. Ducksworth. You think he admires like his, he kind of is calculating and he doesn't like rise too high or get too low and so yeah maybe they were having a couple drinks
0: yeah yeah very out of character for Ducksworth to maybe even be drinking in the middle of the day but especially to to lay that on Bombay there so I guess we can't include that in our evaluation of MVPs at least like that moment when Ducksworth lays out the ultimatum because that is right after this but who was your MVP of the minute?
1: Um, I think it has to go to Bombay. Um, he obviously has the most lines. I think he has the most to lose. And like Mike mentioned earlier, he had a lot of good facial expressions. So yeah. Good acting by Emilio Estevez, even though I wasn't 100% sold on like the story of what a team means. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's not like he's going to make up what his dad said.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Cuz I was going to I was going to say like yeah, it's kind of like disjointed. Like it's something you feel, something you belong to. This it's not a just a group of kids. Of, yeah, out to win or whatever. So he was kind of out to win trying to get banks, but as we we touch on all that in episode 1, I would have to go with Bombay as well. I think more I did I did get a good feeling for the speech, you know, just listening to it the first time, but when then you really look at it and it's like, "Mm, not that great, not that great of a message, but he really sold it at least to me. And I think he also sort of wins by default because no one else was really all that great in it. Maybe Riley at the beginning, but he was just playing like he, he didn't have a big arc or a big stretch. He was just being mad. Like he always is. So, yeah, let's go with Gordon Bombay, two to nothing. Kevin would probably disagree with us, but he's not here. So we Kevin don't...
1: would probably say it's the clock.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's not here. So we'll give it unanimously to Bombay. But if you disagree, let us know thequackdeck.com. And let's move on here to the quack question. Uh if you're unfamiliar with the quack question, you ask us questions on Twitter, Facebook, email. We pick the best ones. Try to answer them. And Tommy, what is the quack question today?
1: So, of course, Kevin normally reads out the quack question. So, I'm filling in for Kevin here. Yes. So, um, let me know how I do. <laughs> and so, this comes on Twitter uh, via at noob job, N E W B J um, O B. Question is, why did Carp change his identity to Jerry Garner? This is a great question. This is um, alluding to uh, heavyweights, where um, the actor who plays Carp. Also plays the lead character in Heavyweights named Jerry Garner. And this, um, I think this is a great question because this kind of could explain a lot of why Carp was no longer the Mighty Ducks series mm. because he went to fat camp, got skinny, figured out some other talents, maybe got a big into race car driving as like the big, uh, oh, the big yeah. scene at the end. And hey, he's just not about hockey anymore.
0: So where is this fat camp? Do we know do we remember? We don't
1: know. I kind of thought it was so Carp has to fly to it. Oh, right? Okay. So Jerry Garner has to fly to it. And he's wearing a uh an Islander's t shirt. Oh. So you gotta okay. think he's living like New York, yeah. New Jersey, Connecticut, something like that. And so he has to fly to this camp. His parents aren't driving him. Okay. I always kind of got the feeling that it was somewhere in the Midwest.
0: Alright. Yeah, so it fits. It fits for sure. Um Yeah, so I like that he's wearing an Islander shirt, so there's obviously some crossover in the interest there the The biggest question would be why Carp changed his name um, and possibly his parents, as we mentioned, Carp's dad well, it appeared to be his dad because mm-hmm. he like hugs his dad, but maybe that's his uncle, maybe that's his stepdad, and he moved to this other family, or he was his uncle died, or then he was the last guardian. And he moved to this family.
1: Well, so what's interesting is so Heavyweights opens with um, like the last day of school and um, Karp, um, Jerry Garner, is like having to like go home because he missed the bus, whatever. And he gets home and then like the Fat Camp, um, like Pitchman is there. And one thing that the dad is actually played by Jeffrey Tambor is mm. like we have to nip this in the butt, and, you know, alluding to Carp's to weight. And so it could be something where... Maybe this is Carp's step family or like foster family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, they're just like, okay, we just got a fat kid as a foster kid and we need to make sure he's skinny, Um, which, you know, is, is probably not the greatest mindset to have, but they obviously want him to be healthy. So maybe that's what happened. And maybe Garner is, you know, this family's name. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, oh, hey, you know. You can change your name if you want, or maybe Dave was his middle name or something. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I want to be Jerry. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I think, I think we got the, we're onto something here. So, yeah. Carp's loving family either dies or, like, can't. Something happens to them. Maybe they
1: die, and this is, like, uncle or something like that. Yeah. Like, the mom's brother. And so that's why he's got a different name. So, Carp's mom's maiden name was Garner.
0: Yeah. I like that.
1: Yeah. So, and then or maybe it's something where Dave Carp Dave is actually his middle name and his real name is Jerry. Yeah. And so they go to the uncle and the uncle not really knowing that he goes by Dave calls him Jerry.
0: And Carp wants a French fresh start, like wants a new sort of life cuz I mean he was the ducks and then they sort of abandoned him. I guess we'd have to figure out the timing. I believe it this was right after D2 if we go by the years that these documentaries came out. So let me just check that real quick. But so he becomes Jerry Garner and then is, I guess, yeah, he's forced against his will to fat camp.
1: Correct. Yeah. There's a great scene where he says, I'll tell you right now, I'm not going, then immediately pans to the the, uh, plane that's flying away. It's really (laughs) good.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So heavyweights was 1995. So this is right after the Junior Goodwill Games, probably. Uh, I guess we figured it's a summer camp.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a summer camp.
0: Yeah, so we're thinking like about a year or so, a year and a half or so, because Junior Goodwill Games are in March. So about a year and a couple months after that, Carp's life is uh, in ruins. He moves to New York to go with his uncle. Yeah, aunt? his mom's brother. Mom's brother, Jeffrey okay. Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor, <laughs> and. Yeah, so then he just never either never corrects his family or just wants a fresh start. Starts going by Jerry, adopts their last name because he figures he's in this for the long haul. Then they sell him down the river to this fat camp. And obviously, you can watch the documentary, but you can see that in the end, you know, it does a good job.
1: And what's also interesting is there's a couple other ducks at this fat camp.
0: That's true.
1: We've got uh, Russ Tyler is there, and I think you could argue he needed to go to camp to like to get more fit after yeah. D two because remember he was just a ringer in D two. He didn't really he wasn't that great of a hockey player. He had the shtick with the knuckle puck. So you can say he went. His parents sent him to fat camp to like get ready for Eden Hall or something. Yeah. And now I think the one outlier is Goldberg Sean Weiss being the, being there as uh, Josh. I don't know what his last name is in Heavyweight, so yeah, maybe it's just a, a great doppelganger because Josh looks a lot bigger than Goldberg in D2. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know anything about Goldberg's family other than they own the deli. And we had, we had theorized they were going to move back to Philly. They never did, so maybe this deli franchise took off. So, yeah, maybe they have a twin brother. Uh, Josh Goldberg?
1: Birnbaum, I think, is his name.
0: Josh burn Uh let me let me see here. Yes. Burn bomb. Yes. Burn Yes. So Yeah, I I think we just got to go with the doppelganger. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I a, don't have any other explanation for it. And it's a
1: doppelganger and see Josh has been shaving for a couple of years and Goldberg obviously hasn't. So and cuz Josh mentions he's been shaving. Um so yeah, I think maybe it's just a doppelganger.
0: All right, so going back to the question, why did Carp change his identity? I think we we answered that pretty well.
1: To assimilate to his new family, to this new life. And also Carp is very much n- not apologies to to all the Mr. and Mrs. Carps out there, but it is not a great surname. Yeah. You're going to be called Carp your entire life and Carp is like not it's like not a fish you want to be called.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think Carp didn't really have anything going. Like, we don't hear any of the Ducks talk about Carp. Like, he just sort of disappears. So it makes sense that he moved away. Uh, the other option would be him getting caught up in the game. But it seems like Peter Mark would eventually, like, sort of guide him away. Well,
1: I mean, maybe Carp got caught up in the game and he
0: was sent to go live oh. with his uncle. That would make sense because he yeah. had this
1: living fa- loving family. I think. Yeah. And they say, hey, since you're in the action. game, you need to change your name. You know, hey, your real name's Jerry. Oh, go by yes. Jerry. Hey, Garner, that's, you know, Maury, my brother, or whatever, that's their surname. Yeah. Go by Jerry, Gerald Garner. We'll see you down the road, son, when you yeah. get this Yeah,
0: he got too caught up in the game, Yeah. That that adds sort of the missing link. I feel like, and and maybe there's like,
1: there, is, they were they were scared that someone was gonna sniff around like at the at the gardener's household this summer, and so they sent him to fat camp. Oh, and they were just like, hey, send him to camp. It's like, well, we may as well
0: send him to fat camp so we can lose <laughs> some weight. Yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. I think we figured it out here. Uh, thanks for the quack question. If you have any thoughts on it, you know where to go: thequackdeck. dot at Quark Tech Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash QuarkTechpod. Uh keep using the Amazon link. Just got the payment the other day. Uh so yeah, we're we're accumulating those. Uh we've used some of them just on, you know, extras and like money to bring in guests and stuff like that via Skype and whatnot. So it helps. It helps it all goes to the uh, show. It's not lying yeah. in my pockets. Yeah, it helps pay the bills for sure. We got a monthly uh, hosting fee, so it helps pay that as well. And uh, go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us whether you think Jerry Gardner's slash Dave Carp's parents actually died, or they just sent him away to get him out of the game. And go to the shop. There's still a sale in the shop. I'll I'll stop the shit. The stop the sale on Friday. But you can get some discounts now. That was our sorry for not potting last week. So you got some discounts in the shop. Just click it. You'll see it. It's pretty simple. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.
1: quack Quack, quack. All right.